Alright everybody, welcome back to the showcast. It is time we move on to our interview for the week. Now I know I said uh, last week that there was a chance we wouldn't have anybody this week. However, this gentleman was awesome enough to come on and spend some time with us. Uh, he's guest starred in a ton of different shows. He's had some reoccurring roles on shows such as Ponderosa, The Mentalist. He's even been in some great films like 1401, uh, 1408 and the 2011 remake of the movie Straw Dogs. But now you can see him every week on the hit Fox show Gotham. Please welcome Mr. Drew Powell. Drew, how you doing? Hey, guys. Pleasure to be here. No problem. Glad to have you on. Um, uh, are you calling from L.A. right now? Are you calling from East Coast, West Coast? That's right. I'm calling from L.A. Uh, uh, you shoot the show in New York, but I'm still based out of L.A. So uh, uh, I know the United Flight Attendants by name uh, <laughs> after the season. <laughs> My frequent flyer miles have been uh, uh, right, shot right through the roof, but... Uh, but yeah, I'm sitting here sweating uh, as usual here in Southern California. <laughs> that's a uh, that's a long flight New York to LA. It sure is. Yeah, it sure is. Uh, I, I catch up on a lot of uh, movies and, and TV shows that way. Um, that's for sure. Yeah, that's yeah, a, so that, we 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 just I just flew back from Florida last week, and that's like two hours. And at that point, I'm I'm ready to get off. I can't imagine that's <laughs> like five or six hours. I know, man. I know, and 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 I used to do the, uh, I used to com- connect because I, you know, I like to fly out of the smaller airport, Burbank. But, but truthfully, I discovered that it's better just to bite the bullet, get on a plane, do what you got to do for six, <laughs> uh, four hours, five hours, and and then get off and and not have to mess around in the middle. So, so I've got it down to a science now. But it's it's worth it for this show, man. And and, and look, let's be honest. If you if you if you're doing a show called Gotham, you got to shoot it in New York. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I would agree so. with that. How many times during the course of the season do you make that trip? You know, I did, uh, I think something like 14 or 15 out of the 22 episodes. So it, it was a lot. Yeah. It was a lot. But, um, you know, look, when, when I worked on The Mentalist, I did uh, several episodes of The Mentalist. I was part of the Red John uh, uh, storyline. And, um, uh, you know, that's why I kind of met and fell in love with Bruno Heller. I mean, the guy is, uh, you know, from, from all, you know, Gotham and Mentalist, but not but also like Rome and the, the dude is just as smart as they come and, and uh, just a lot of, uh, really great to work for. And, and, you know, when, when we were talking about Gotham and when, when uh, I was lucky enough to kind of to land this role, you know, he told me, you know, he said, look, Butch is a character that's, uh, you know, gonna, if you were going to underestimate this character till it's too late. And, uh, you know, he's, he's going to be a slow burn character, but hang in there and, and, uh, you know, I think yeah, you'll be real pleased with how this character pays off. And he's absolutely right. It's been uh, so much fun to play this guy. Uh, and, and, and especially, uh, leading up to the season finale, which is next Monday, it's, uh, it's gonna be, you know, it's my favorite episode of the season. It's, it's definitely a big payoff for my character. And, and, uh, it's been fun to kind of follow that arc. Um, so, you know, make, makes those plane rides, you know, go by real quick when you're loving your job. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can imagine. I mean, yeah, Gotham definitely isn't like a standard, it's it's definitely not your standard Batman show. It's definitely different. You know, it's right. it's it's the history of all these characters, the side of these characters you've never really heard of before. Um, growing, growing up, and even now in childhood, especially now that we know you're making all these plane flights, um, were, were you a fan of the Batman comics, or, or even any other comics for that matter? Yeah, you know, I, I, I was more a fan of, of like, the, watching cartoons and stuff. I, I didn't necessarily have many comics myself, like actual comic books. 
Um, but, you know, I certainly, you know, I remember watching the campy TV show, which was, you know, wonderful for, a, you know, a, a seven-year-old kid to watch Batman and Robin walking around with a big bomb. With a big, <laughs> uh, <huge light. laughs> oh, I, I, oh no, I, I can't throw it there. There's a bunch of nuns. Oh, I can't throw it there. There's a bunch of kids playing in the you know. That, which feels like a totally different animal, by the way, to everything that's come <laughs> since then with the Batman saga. But uh, but then, of course, I was uh, of the era of, you know, Michael Keaton, you know, his, that first Tim Burton Batman and, and the movies, and then kind of, so that was what, what my connection to Batman really, uh, although, I mean, come on, you know, as a kid, uh, uh, growing up in rural Indiana, uh, all the superheroes were, at one point or another, we all played those superheroes so you know yeah. being in the batman world is it's been so much fun um and i think you're right it is it's a unique look at the batman world and what i've told people is here's the thing superheroes are too big for television i mean think about it i mean you're gonna have like the batman scene even if it was like hbo or showtime it, it's it's too small it can't contain the the breadth of what it what it is to, to be a superhero in my in my opinion uh, you know, maybe it'll maybe somebody will figure out how to get done. But what they're what in my my humble opinion is so good about Gotham is it takes on the world around that superhero, and and Batman is the perfect one for that because you know Batman's still a man. Yeah. Um. You know, even though Gotham is a unique world, he's you know he doesn't have X-ray vision, and he, you know he doesn't he can't leave tall buildings in a single bound. I mean, he just he needs a gadget to do that. So so um so. To me, this is a great way to access it, you know, because it can, it's, you know, I've always been fascinated with the idea of Gotham City, right? You know, you, I mean, I think you guys know what I'm talking about. It's, it's, it's something mysterious and cool about that. And so to dive into that world, there's so many times this season where I've been like, oh, man, this feels like Gotham. Like, <laughs> I want to appear, I want to appear in Brooklyn, and I'm in front of this, you know, my beautiful old 78 Lincoln Continental, you know, and there's, you know, these girls are fighting in front of me in a warehouse, and it's like what? this feels so much like comic books. And and you know you don't get too many opportunities for that kind of fun, and, and, and even in in this great profession, of, uh, you know that that I'm in. Uh, so I've really enjoyed every second of it. Uh, yeah. This, this year, it's funny too when you mentioned the old uh, Adam West and Burt Ward Batman. Uh, television yeah. shows. Y you mentioned one particular scene um, with the bomb over his head. You know where 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 he goes to one side of the dock and there's the ducks and then there's Boy Scouts and it it just it makes me laugh because there's one the one line in that scene is some days you just can't get rid of a bomb and <laughs> and we quote that all the time at my at my day job and I just I absolutely love it. So it. Yeah, that's yeah, that's from the uh, Batman the movie. Yeah, some things you can't, you just can't get rid of a bomb. Yeah, absolutely, man. Yeah, I love that. I may, I may have to start using that too. I might have to do that. If you, if if you can somehow find a way to work it into Gotham, yeah, we'll we'll know. We'll know that we'll we'll somehow have made an impression on you when you got it done. Mission for season two. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, and obviously with the show, I mean, there's there's uh, the main characters from the comics that everybody knows, but like uh, Jada Pinkett Smith's character, Fish, your character was created just for this show, Gotham. Um, when you found that out, were you excited uh, about that part of it, that you kind of got to, you know, put a new character into this classic, 
you know, comic book, or were you disappointed that you didn't get to play one of the classic characters? <laughs> uh, that's a good question. Uh, <laughs> it's, a, it, it's, it's mostly excited. I mean, look, as I said to uh, somebody else today, I mean, there is a part part of me that's, uh, you know, if, if you're the Penguin or the Riddler, there's a certain amount of job security. Even though Bruno says nobody's safe, I mean, you, you got to <laughs> believe that if he kills the Penguin, there's going to be uh, rioting in the streets so among Batman fans. So, so there is some, some definite job security, which every actor covets. However, I mean, mostly it's great because you do get to, you know, I get to create this guy. And so, God willing, and I'm knocking on as much wood as I can find here, uh, if, this, if Butch gets to stick around for a while and leaves an impression, that's something that I got to help create with Bruno and the writers and Danny Cannon and, and the, all the guys that make the show work. And, and that is, you know, you don't get to do that very often uh, either. And, and, and it's been really fun to work with Jada. You know, she and I have... Uh, great chemistry on screen and off. We just uh, enjoy being being around each other, which is funny because you know you couldn't get two more opposite people uh, in a lot of ways. But uh, um, it's been fun for us to kind of create our own world because so much of the first half of the season was the two of us, you know, in that bar right. doing crazy stuff and <laughs> plotting schemes and and me going off to do our dirty work and uh, um, and that's been a lot of fun. So you know, it's been fun to and it's been really gratifying that the fans have embraced it because I know it can be tough. Um, you know, bringing in a new character when you're so used to the old ones. But um, I think people have been really gracious in, in letting us kind of into the world, if you will. Yeah. Plus, I mean, you're a little old to play Bruce Wayne, so I mean, you kind of. That's right. Exactly. I know exactly. Uh, I'll take what I can get, man. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, you look back at your career. You've done a lot of guest roles in your career, um, but it seems like you had a little bit of luck in the beginning of your career in that one of your very first roles was actually a reoccurring role, and that was on Malcolm in the Middle. You did, I think, like 11 episodes of, of Malcolm in the Middle. Yeah. I mean, and a lot of people, a lot of people, when they're just getting started, they get those guest roles, and that's pretty much all they get for a while. But you were pretty lucky to get that, like, a reoccurring role for a while in one of your first roles. That's right. I was. And that, that's the show that got me my SAG card. Uh, that's, that was my first real gig. Um, and uh, the story of how I got that is, is kind of funny. It was uh, one of my early auditions. I had a few auditions, and maybe I might have done a commercial before that. But but I actually think no, I think this was the first one because it's what got me in the union. So so I uh, the, the role was I was tough kid at number two, and I was supposed to uh, uh, say commandant on the floor ten huts. So I'm looking down the hall, and then I I salute uh, as the commandant comes through, and um, all you know all Linwood Boomer, the creator, and all this. Director Todd Holland and all the writers were there. It's, you know, tiny room. There's like felt like there was a hundred people in there, and so you know I'm a little nervous, and, and I get ready, and I, I I'm ready to go, and I, I look down the hallway, and I say, "Come on, the floor, ten hut," and I salute. But as I salute, I hit myself in the eye <laughs> really hard, <laughs> and I go, "Ah, son of a!" And I luckily stopped myself before I swore. But it was they. I, there was a dude that was sitting because there were so many people in there. He was sitting on the arm of the couch, and he fell off the couch because he was laughing so hard. <laughs> They, they absolutely just pissed themselves laughing. And uh, I'm convinced that's why I got that job, because I poked myself in the eye. So, you know, all, the, all that training, all that work, all that, that strike, really, it was just a, a dumb luck. But, uh, but yeah, that was an awesome way to start my career. And then I was lucky enough, because I, I did that, which was basically a season and a half, and then went right into um, you know my first leading role as Haas Cartwright in remake of Bonanza. So, I mean, I, I got lucky off the bat, for sure. And yeah. Took me to Australia. I was playing a cowboy in Australia, in the you know mountains of Australia, and I met my wife on that show. I mean, it was uh, you know, all in all, I can say I've, I've lived a very charmed uh, life in that regard. So uh, yeah, it was a fun way to start. 
Yeah. Um, I know another credit that when I was looking through your, uh, your list of credits, an- another thing that you did, and it took me a second because I didn't realize that was you until I, and then I looked at, you know, some more pictures and I absolutely, it, it clicked that I remembered it. You were part of the revival of the Pee Wee Herman show on Broadway. Um, I mean, I, I was a huge fan, you know, I'm 35, so I was a fan of, of Pee Wee Herman growing up and, you know, I, I remember it. Yeah, I remember it originally from the show Out of the Groundlings that he did on HBO before it even became a TV series and, um, oh, wow. yeah. and, and things like that. So I've been a fan for a long time. So I was very, very excited when I found out there was a revival that he was bringing it back and especially to Broadway. Um, I'm wondering what it was like to work with somebody like as legendary as I, I call him a legend just because that character has been around forever and everybody knows that character. Um, but you played the character of Bear and you also did the voice of Mr. Window. Um, what was it like working with a legendary, what was it like working with a legendary character like Pee Wee Herman and, and Paul? Yeah, it was, it was, uh, you know, I think the best word for it is surreal. Cause there are a lot of moments I'm like, is this really <laughs> happening? I mean, not, not only because of the, you know, the, as you say, the legendary, uh, character, but also it's, it's just so bizarre. I mean, it's yeah. a bizarre world, you know, uh, you know, like you said, I was, and, 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 and yeah. I was a mute dancing bear <laughs> for 90, 95% of the show. And then at the end, I take my head off, which was always my favorite part of the show because, you know, inevitably it's, it's, we're towards the end of the show and people are, and, and then I come dancing out and, uh, and I take my head off and the gas that would go through the audience, you know, uh, were, were always my favorite part. Um, but it was great. I did the, you said the voice of Mr. Window. I did Randy. I did the flowers. Like it was, yeah, you know, that was a blast. But, but it was also, yeah, it was, it was, you know, it was an experience like none other. Like I'll never, I'll never be able to replicate that experience. It was my Broadway debut. It was my, you know, my, my first time living in New York. And, and, and every night I would go put on a bear suit and look at Pee Wee Herman through the big freaking nose, which is what I need to look out of. <laughs> I mean, what the heck, man? Who does that? And the other thing was, the people that came to see that show, because it was, I, I don't know if you remember, but it was, you know, the hottest show going. We only did it for a three-month run, so if you wanted to see it, you had to go quick. I mean, we did it for a month and a half or two in, in, in L.A., but, um, you know, the people that you would say, Prince came to a show, and Paul Simon, and wow. Don Lasseter, and yeah, yeah, Stephen Sondheim, it was, the, the place was named after him for crying out loud. One night, we, David Bowie and Iman came, and we're in the dressing room afterwards, and, and we're staring at them the way that their little kids are staring at us. <laughs> it was just kind of bizarre experience. So, yeah, man, I, I, uh, I'm glad I did it. It was, uh, it was a trip. No doubt. Yeah, I could. I, I think even during the Hollow, the um, the HBO special that it aired, I think like you could see like Kevin Klein in the audience and yeah, you right. know some yeah, other Danny people. Rad- Daniel Radcliffe was there that night. Oh, really? Okay. He, yeah, yeah. He came back afterwards, and we had a great conversation. That's awesome. That's fantastic. And, uh, yeah, it was it was really fun. And, you know, it's funny. I was just talking to a buddy of mine, Joe Manganiello, who you probably know from like True Blood yeah. and, and Magic Mike and stuff like that. And he's doing, he, right now he's shooting, uh, Pee Wee's movie. Oh, okay. He's doing the Netflix he's, one, right? He's doing the, the Netflix movie. And, uh, it was funny because I, you know, there's not many people that can identify with the experience of working with Pee Wee Herman. <laughs> and, uh, we were able to actually, you know, swap stories and like, oh, really? What's it, what's it like for you? <laughs> 
You know, he, he said, and it's really true. It's like it's like I'm somehow reliving my childhood 20 years later. Yeah. Um, 30 years later. Yeah, and it's true. It's definitely true. Yeah, it's definitely not a conversation a lot of people can have. That's right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, <laughs> and and obviously, Pete Herman's quite a uh, different mood than Gotham is. <laughs> so, you know, uh, uh, from, your, <laughs> from your background, you you. You know, not only can you do drama, you can also do some comedy. And and I noticed uh, you also do a web series uh, called Man Jam, which is like a little uh, short web series that you do. Tell us a little bit about that, because yeah. I actually was able to check uh, some of it out. It's really funny. Oh, cool! Thanks, man. That's that's a uh, you know, look in this business, you you do jobs for money and you do jobs for fun. And this was pure fun. You know, my uh, when I did the Ponderosa, my the guy that played my brother was this guy Matt Carmody, and and he's um, he 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 uh, and another uh, guy named Boyd Fico, who's a great writer, one of Global Kale's top writers, and uh, came up with this idea. And really, it was born out of literally us. We had a, a bunch of friends that would play in a band. We, my buddy has a man cave. He lives kind of down in like close to South Central LA, and we go down there and we play all night. And uh, you know, it was like these these you know thirty forty something guys getting together and playing, and it's like. At some point, someone said, there's a show in this. And, and so Matt wrote it, and, and uh, they, it's really funny. It's about The first season is about six episodes, three, four-minute episodes each. And uh, it was so much fun to do. We just had a blast, and we're, we're, we're writing some new ones now for another season. But uh, you can check it out at manjamaseries.com, and it's, it's really worth, worth, worth watching. It was, uh, <laughs> it was a lot of fun, man. Yeah, because, especially because it was so close to real life. <laughs> I, I all, watched... all the guys that are in the show are in the band, so it was like we had these weird moments. We're like, wait, is this, did that happen in the series or in real life? Because it all <laughs> seemed to blend together. <laughs> and I think a lot of guys, you guys, could probably identify with it on a certain level. You know, it's, it's what happens when guys, you know, once guys stop, you know, going to clubs every night and and start trying to find other ways to you know, have fun and. And uh, uh, there's a particular scene where the, the drummer, uh, Vincent, uh, his, girl, his baby mama, as he calls it, comes in and throws a dirty diaper at him. <laughs> <laughs> she's played by Matt, Matt's wife, Sandra, who's, who's really Jamaican. She's like, oh, Vincent, uh, your, your baby cracked the knock in the hand. He's sitting behind the, the drums. I'm, and uh, it's like, yeah, that's that's the life of a middle-aged man. Right yeah, I'm, I'm living that life right now. I have a four and a half month. There you go. So. Attaboy. I know all, I know all too well. <laughs> no, yeah, and I mean, I watched yeah. all six, and it only took me like a half hour. So, I mean, that's it's an yeah. easy watch, and it's, it's definitely hilarious. And, I mean, do you right. enjoy doing comedy more than drama or about the same? Or is, you know, I mean, obviously, if you're doing comedy just for fun, I would feel like it's something that you probably enjoy the most. Yeah, you know, I, I, it's, a, it's a tough question. I really thought when I came to town that that would be my bread and butter, it would be comedy. You know, big, loud guy that, you know, likes to have fun and smile a lot. That was That's what I thought would be my thing. And I've gotten to do some great comedy stuff. But especially lately, I've thrown a lot of drama. And, and I've been asked this question before, and I think it's a very valid question. It's hard to come up with an answer. Um, there are ways in which comedy is satisfying. You get you get a reaction. You know, people think that something's funny and it's happy. You know, I, I, I with Gotham, uh, it's satisfying in a totally different way. Right. You know, um, it, it, and I still get you know my aunts calling up and saying, "Well, when are you gonna play a nice guy? <laughs> you really don't like these mean guys." You know, and I'm like, "I know, I know. It's okay. You don't have to watch." But uh, 
but uh, but I, I've grown to love that as well. You know, I've grown to in Gotham is, is, is you know one of the most fun jobs I've ever had. So there's a real love for that particular, and and that's a step above. I mean, that's a totally different. It's almost its own category. You know, right. the whole comic book world slash you know smart TV you know uh, show. But but there's uh, there's definitely Pluses and minuses to both, that's for sure. Yeah, definitely. And, and I, I know we're going to let you get going in a, a couple minutes here, but one more thing I just wanted to, to mention while we had you. Um, I heard you're a record holder since birth. Is that correct? <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know if it still stands, but uh, I, 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 as, the, uh, as the folklore tells us, <laughs> when I was born in, uh, in, in Noblesville, Indiana, uh, I was, uh, yeah, I set the record. I was like 11 pounds, uh, when I was born and like 20, 23, 20, 24 inches. And yeah, they, they called me baby whale. Uh, so, uh, was that a, a C-section or a natural? Yeah. That, I, I don't know that there's a woman in the world that could give birth to a natural 11 pound baby. There probably is somewhere. Uh, God bless her. Yeah, I was just going uh, to say, God either bless her. Way, yeah, yeah, I, I, I give my mom love as much as I can because that's, that's a heck of a way to come to the world. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I can almost relate. I, I didn't set any records, but I was 10 pounds, 2 ounces. And to my knowledge, I, think, go, I, I think I was natural. I think. I'm not sure. <laughs> that's, that's impressive, man. Yeah. I mean, especially now that I know what that really means. You know, oh, you, yeah. you see the things in health class, but when, when you're in the moment and you're seeing what's going down, you know, the idea <laughs> of, you know, my little boy was like 8 pounds. So I'm trying to, like, in my head, imagine, an you know. An extra three pounds extra coming out. Three, three and a half pounds coming out of there. I'm like, holy mackerel. That's, yeah, that's another <laughs> half a baby at that point. <laughs> that's right. I know. I know. You'd be pretty happy with that as a turkey. On Thanksgiving. Yeah, man. Yep. Yeah, well, you know, and, and you're born in, born in central Indiana, that means, uh, you know, the first thing they said was, well, is he going to play basketball or football? You know, that's, cause that's all that anybody cared about. But that's the best thing about being an actor is I can do it all. So, uh, yeah. yeah, it's a blessing. Well, um, we're going to get ready to let you go. However, uh, we just want to tell everybody, obviously remind everybody, the finale of Gotham airs uh, this coming Monday, May 4th, 8 o'clock on Fox. Uh, so definitely we want everybody to check it out. And if they're not watching, they should be watching at this point and should just spend the weekend catching up on the show just because it's that good of a show. So, Excellent. Uh, I, couldn't agree, I couldn't agree more, boys. And, and, and the finale is awesome. It's, it's awesome. I'm biased, but trust me, it's awesome. It's action packed. It's so fun. Yeah, we're looking, we're, de we're definitely looking forward to it. I mean, you work with, you work with an incredible cast too. I mean, you got Ben McKenzie and, and Robin Lord Taylor and, Donald yeah, I mean, there's such a yeah. great cast in this show, Incredible. you know. Incredible. And everybody is genuinely, they're, they're genuinely good people. Like, you know, we get together, we, we, uh, raise a glass and everybody just, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's a, it's a decent, kind, good group of people. And I think anybody in any job, that's, that's all you could really hope for. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we're going to send people your way to follow you on Twitter as well, which you're, uh, you're at the Drew Powell. Um, you also yeah, mentioned not, not any Drew Powell, the Drew, the Drew Powell. That's right. The, the only Drew Powell you should be following is the Drew Powell on Twitter. Um, check out your Man Jam, uh, manjamtheseries.com, which you had mentioned earlier. Uh, so we want to send people there as well, and of course uh, to watch Gotham. Drew, thanks a lot. This has been a great. Thanks, guys. I really appreciate it, man. Look forward to the next time. Yeah, definitely. Uh, all right, we are going to take another quick break, and when we come back, we'll have more of the showcast. Stay tuned. <laughs> 